Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you as always for tuning into Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me again from his desert bunker in <laughs> quarantine is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo, Dave, how are you? And joining us, uh, a special guest from Mouse Fan Travel and JourneysWithJen.com is Jen Green. Jen, how are you doing? Jumbo, hey guys. So we brought Jen on because for the last couple of weeks, Mike and I have been talking about uh, something we really know nothing about, which is the Animal Kingdom reopening and what it looks like. And Jen's actually been there. So we're going to make her tell us about what it's like. So for all of you who are planning on traveling down there in the coming weeks, and it's still summer and there's still people I know, personally know, who plan on going down there, um, we're going to uh, talk to her about what the world is like at Disney's Animal Kingdom right now and what things look like. But before we do that, Mike, we have some news. Oh, uh, we do, huh? Yes. Uh, we have the permanent news, by the way. closure of both Primeval World and, miraculously to me, I did not expect this one, uh, a closed, permanently closed Rivers of Light. And what I'll say is, I didn't really expect either one of them because I thought they would be sort of just temporarily closed until the COVID thing went away, you know, uh, or until things can kind of get back to normal. Bookings got back to normal. I'm surprised at this point in time that they decided to announce a permanent closure of both of them uh, and then begin apparently dismantling uh, Primeval World <laughs> like a day later. Um <laughs> I, I expected Primeval World to go bye-bye permanently. I mean, it, it was seasonal, which is a death knell for uh, Disney attractions. I mean, Stitch was seasonal for like a year or two and, until they eventually just said, we're, we're not bringing it back. So I, I didn't think it was going to come back. I thought Primeval World was goner. But with regards to Rivers of Light, I'm a little surprised because I don't think they're going to do anything new in the near future. I mean, that's just going to be an empty, giant lake um, and big stand, you know, stadium Crazy. seating that's going to be empty for a while, I would have guessed. What a huge deal they made out of Animal Kingdom After Dark and like the centerpiece of that move, uh, you know, other than Prendora, obviously, but the centerpiece was Rivers of Light. And here we are. That was the thing that was supposed to keep people in the park until closing, right? And here we are. Well, I think it was really Pandora and, and this. Mm, a couple of years later, and <laughs> they flailed away with it a bit. Uh, and, Jen, maybe you could tell us from your perspective, um, is this because there's no Mickey Mouse in Rivers of Light, no fireworks? I mean, what, what are your thoughts here? I don't think so. I mean, it drew a huge crowd. I don't, I don't understand why it didn't do well. I know they had some technical issues. 
And I know um, the floats are very expensive, but I mean, that's just Disney for you. Everything is very technical and expensive nowadays. So I don't know if it's just that they're thinking it's not worth the cost to put into it um, because attendance was low. I mean, I don't know how many people, you know, attended um, until 8 p.m. or went to after hours events. So, I mean, if people really weren't staying there until dark, then what's the point in a nighttime show? Yeah, I mean, it, it it did not do as well as some of the other. I mean, it, it generally got poor reviews and things like Illuminations or Happily Ever After. And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's no Mickey Mouse. They wow. would st- I mean, me and you and, you know, most of the people maybe who listen to this show are, you know, fans of Rivers of Light and, and like the, the, the fact that it was different and um, different than Illuminations, not just the fireworks show. Was uh, I thought it was fantastic. The music was great. The floats I love, the fire, the water, all that kind of stuff. But the average Joe who uh, you know shows up every three to five years for one week, they're probably they would leave there going, "Where, where was Mickey Mouse? I don't, I don't get it." But, but I Mike, think that's the problem. You could say the same thing about Illuminations, but but um, I think what Jen True, said but- is is kind of what I thought there for a while too was that you know uh, what, what makes me so surprised about it was because yeah it was expensive and um, you know it's exclusively at night and if they're going to try to limit the hours of the park over the next few months then uh, you know I understand why they're not going to run it for the time being but I guess I'm just stunned that right. th- that they announced without a replacement. A, a permanent closure. I mean, why not say it's it's closed until further notice due to limited park hours? And then when the further yeah. notice comes around, maybe by then you'll have a something to say it's got that's going to be replacing it. Yeah, yeah. That did or seem a little can, strange to me. I mean, was, or you can plus it during the downtime. You know, you can be like, okay, what didn't work? What did work? And yeah, trying trying to try get better. I love the show. I think it's a great show. I I'm, I was kind of bummed to see them do that. I was like, really? That's weird. The, there had to be a serious cost issue related to it in order for them to give up on the concept so quickly. I mean, it really had to be a very expensive show. I mean, it's only been four years. I went when it opened. I went. It was like four years ago, right? Like 2017. And that's I mean, it hasn't nothing. even been like it hasn't even been around that long. Yeah. <laughs> No, it hasn't. I mean, that's nothing for the life of something no. like that. No, not not at Disney. I mean, re- the Illuminations, Reflections of Earth was supposed to be there for what? <laughs> like a week. <laughs> a year and a half, maybe at the most. Yeah. And then it was yeah. there for, you know. <laughs> so, 70 20, years. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these things uh, tend to hang around for a while. I, 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 it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm especially with coronavirus going, you know, Disney's not going to spend any money on the parks for the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, I know they're in the middle of projects that that I'm sure they'll finish like guardians of the galaxy and the Tron coaster, obviously, and it's not going to leave it, you know, three quarters of the way done, but don't expect anything new. So I I think this theater is going to be empty for five years. Easy. Wow. Yeah. Right now it's just a rest area. Yeah. That's all it's going to be for a while. That's Mm -hmm. incredible to me. I mean, that's unbelievable. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong, but anyway, um, Jen, uh, how long after the parks reopened did you go? W- w- were you there? I mean, you were there within days. I was there. Yeah, I was there. Uh, they opened on Saturday, and I was there on Tuesday. So um, I didn't plan on being there, 
Um, what do you mean? How, what so happened? I, so I went down to Orlando for, for work for um, a, a partnership I have with Wyndham. And they, you know, they wanted to get out that like travel is safe again. And a couple of Disney Springs contacts wanted us to come and, you know, show dining experiences. So I was like, okay, I can do that. Like I can be in that little bubble, like Disney Springs, you know, just do Disney Springs. And then, right. um, I, you know, the kids never asked. I went with my younger daughter and her, her, one of her friends and my mom. And my mom's like, I'm not doing any parks too hot with the mask. Like if we decide, if you decide to go, you're taking the kids. Like I'm not doing it. I'll be at the pool. So I'm like, okay, which I don't care. I take the kids to the parks all the time. And I just kind of went back and forth and I was watching, not watching, but just kind of like keeping an eye on things and sort of seeing how it was going. And I really wasn't seeing people having a bad experience. And so I finally just pulled the trigger Tuesday morning, literally woke up and said, that's it. We're going to go to Animal Kingdom. And I chose Animal Kingdom because I think of the four parks, it's offering the most right now, honestly. And after seeing Epcot and um, the studios open, I think Animal Kingdom is still probably the one with the most. When I say the most, I mean attractions, um, dining, um, you know, shops, like all that kind of stuff, like the actual atmosphere of a park, not just um, right. a lot of closed doors and shuttered places. Like, I mean, I know the World Showcase is not, you know, fully up and running. And so um, so that's what I did. So, I, again, I was I didn't want to be a guinea pig. Um, and I, you know, when I, I wrote a post about it and I basically said it, it wasn't that I thought Disney would get it wrong. It's that I thought the guests would get it wrong. Um I have no problem saying Disney guests have this sense of entitlement. They feel like, you know, I paid to be here. Well, so did I. Why are you different than me? You know, but you don't have to stand on the red line to keep you behind the ropes during the parade. You can absolutely walk out in front of the parade kind of thing. Right. So I was like, you know what I mean? So that was my mentality of like, I've been coming here my whole life and people can't follow simple directions when there's not a pandemic. So <laughs> what's going to make them follow these directions now? And I, and I didn't want to expose myself to that. So I just decided, you know what, I'm down here. I don't know when I'm coming back. So I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and see you for myself. And I thought if, if I really don't feel safe, then I'll leave. You know, I have my own car. I'm not tied to anything. Right. You know, I can leave. So, you know, I woke the kids up and said, we're all right, let's go. We're going to animal kingdom, which I never do. I mean, I'm always like, I'm not like a super park planner, but I always have my tickets and, you know, my fast passes and everything and kind of have an idea, but. I was like, I'm just going to go. So it opened on Saturday and Tuesday morning I got a reservation and bought my tickets. So, okay. I mean, Jen, um, when you went, were all four parks open to you? Could you have gone? No, to no okay. just uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom were open. Um, we left on Wednesday and that was when Epcot and Hollywood Studios opened. Okay. So, so you were there right before. Yeah, I was there right before all four were open. So uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opened on Saturday, and I went on Tuesday, and then the rest of the parks opened on Wednesday when I left. All right, so you get up Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, deci you decide you're going to go. Yep. What do you have to do at that point before <laughs> you're in the oh, park? So you have to make a reservation. <laughs> So the first thing, um, you know, if you're flying by the seat of your pants, which I, I kind of feel like a lot of people might do because it's a lot of money to commit if you don't have an AP. You know, it's it's, it's still not cheap 
Um, right. The day rate is, is a little bit less. I think it was like 120 after taxes. Um, so it's, it's, it's not prime pricing right now. You know, it's not normal July pricing because they had, remember they had like that flex pricing that kind of. Yeah, I thought you were going to say a lot less than that when you when you when you, <laughs> I'm surprised they're charging close <laughs> so to honestly, So honestly, I their tickets. No, I had a I kind of had a hard time pulling the trigger, but we had just done Magic Kingdom after hours in September and I equated it to that minus the free snacks. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go to a park that's virtually empty and just walk on everything and just like have the park to myself. That was my mentality. And that's what I paid for my after hour tickets. So I was like, okay, it's going to be similar. I mean, not the same, obviously, but similar. So that's why I said, you know, okay. I mean, if I was down there for multiple days, not having a park hopper, I don't, I don't know that I could commit to that much money to just say, oh yeah, I need to go to all four parks. Right. It's a lot. So, cause normally when you, you know, when you buy the hopper, the price goes down. Now you were staying over at Disney Springs. Yeah, I was at the Wyndham Lake Bonavista. And you could dro- you drove to the park? Yep, so we drove to the park. We got there about mm, park opened at 8. We got there around 9:30, I think. And the the so pretty much all weekend while I was driving around, there was this um like chilling reminder that, you know, tourism has taken a huge hit. And um, even at even at Disney Springs, you weren't quite as reminded. But when I hit that um, parking plaza at nine thirty, and the parking lot was empty, it was like, oh wow, like this is real. So, you know, still paid twenty five dollars for parking. <laughs> That's <laughs> still, insane. No <laughs> from the parking either. <laughs> so. Paid for the parking and, um, you know, drove right up and we were maybe, I mean, we were still in Peacock. So we were maybe like, I don't know, 30 rows from the front yeah. from like the handicap parking. Um, no trams are running. Okay. So you have to walk and that's at every park. There's no trams. Right. Um, I don't know if that's like a COVID thing. Like they don't know how to, you know space people out and disinfect them or if it's just uh people can walk because nobody's parking you know all the way back in buzz Lightyear or whatever you know yeah that's a good question you know what i mean like yeah because you would think they could close every other row and still get some use out of it plus it's outdoors and stuff you know yeah right so the parking is staggered so you're parked every other car so you're not on top of each other which i mean I wish they'd do that at my local grocery store. <laughs> that was kind of nice, not you know bumping into people. <laughs> so so not only staggered. are you clo- not only are you thirty rows away, there's only yeah. also only half the cars between you and the the, the entrance. Yeah, so do the math, and right. you're also not. The other thing is you're thirty rows away, and they're not parking all the way out to the end of the row. So you're doing about fifty percent of the rows. Every other car. Okay. So uh, 300 cars, maybe, Yeah. if you had to do a quick thing. So when we left, there were only two more rows beyond ours that were parked for the day. So after 930, that's all that came in after you? Two more rows after me. Now, yep. what time was the park closing when you were there? Uh, I was closing at 6. So it's 
eight to six. Um, and I think that's pretty much what they're sticking to everywhere right now. Yeah. I think they're all like eight to six, nine to seven or something like that. Uh, there's no pretty extra much, magic. Yeah. Hours. yeah. There's no extra magic hours. So Disney guests get there the same time as everyone else. So, you, you know, you go when you go. So you get out of your car and put your mask on. And, um, you know, so it's a mandate in Orange County that you wear a mask everywhere. Right. Um, so when you get out of your car, put your mask on because they will tell you put your mask on. Um, now, I, I don't understand. I just want to, before we get too far in the park, I, I don't understand what, what you said about you had to get up and make a reservation. So how, how does the reservation? Oh, yeah. So what's the practical, it's, it's practical fun, Dave, application I had to do it myself. There? Yeah, but I don't yeah, understand so what, a, what this is all about. Right, so there's now the Disney Park Pass system. Um, so what you do is you you go in there. You don't have to buy your tickets first. So so like for me, I'm like, okay, we're gonna go to Animal Kingdom today. They click on this link for the Disney Park Pass system. Um, I, I think that's what it's, I'm pretty sure it's what it's called, um, or that's like the full official name. You click that's on what it. It's called, yeah. Okay, so you can click on it, and it'll tell you what parks have availability for that day, and it goes like a month or two out. Which, I mean, of course, you know, really you don't need to look more than like with the, the week in front of you, basically. Okay. Um, so both parks had availability, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom that day. Um, so you click on that. So once you make sure that there's availability, then you buy your tickets. Because, You're buying your ticket on your phone? Yes. Yeah, so you buy your ticket okay. in MDE, right? Right. And your... Then you can click on the link to make your park reservation. So everyone that has a ticket will be under one park reservation. So like I bought my tickets, I assigned them to myself and the kids, and then I went into Disney Park Pass reservation system, and I gave us all a reservation for Tuesday at Animal Kingdom. So there's no walking up to the ticket office and buying a ticket? No. Okay, so... Okay. There... Yeah, so there was a gentleman there that was trying to do that. Right. And he was able to only because there were reservations open that day. Oh. So you're you're kind of, so like the ticket counter is open. They do have pricing. You know, they do post the hundred and whatever, $20 ticket price. Um, so, you know, if you want to go online and see if there's availability, you know, and then show up to the park and buy your ticket, you can but you still have to have that reservation and then scan your ticket into your MDE. So it doesn't matter which way you slice it. You're still using my Disney experience to make sure that your ticket is tied to a park reservation. Right. Okay. Um, good, good information for anybody going. Um, yeah. So you get out of your car, you put your yeah. mask on, you're walking yeah. towards security. Have they finished? Uh, this is a stupid question, but have they finished the construction in front at the at the front of the uh, where the trams parked? There was all that was all being torn up, and a new tram station yeah. being put in. Yeah, it's done. The new tram station is done. So that's all yeah. finished, and it, it's just not so, being used. <laughs> yeah. So right in front of there is the temperature screening tent. So like where you would normally dump out to get on to get. So there's one over by the Disney buses where that kind of funnels in. And then there's another one where you would normally come out on the trams and everyone would funnel in on the right side. So there's two temperature screening tents, one for the Disney resort guests, which their bus transportation is pretty limited. 
and then one for cars. Okay. Um, so. So they're still running buses from their resorts. Yes. God, I wonder what that's like. So right. yeah. No, they have to. How can they not? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard. Um, they're not run, from from what I understood. They're not running to Disney Springs. It might have changed. Most people I saw were driving, but I could be wrong. Okay, so how many people anyway, are there taking your temperature? So there's two people there taking your temperature. Oh, my God. Um, I, I imagine as parks get more crowded, they'll add more tents and more people. Um, the whole thing is, like, uh, touch-free. So, you, you know, you walk up, they, you know, do the little thing and tell you to go um, or not go. What I didn't see... Um, and maybe just maybe I just missed it. it was like a cooling tent. So I did see at Disney Springs that there's cooling tents. So if you're hot from walking over or walking from your car or, you know, however you got to Disney Springs, you can cool down and there's fans in there and like little misters. Um, but, uh, you know, we were always like 98, you know, normal. So we always got buzzed right through. So the first step is your tent. So you, you get in a little tent, you get your temperature checked, and then you move on to security. So there's basically three steps to enter the parks right now. First step is temp screening. Okay. And if you're below 100.4, <laughs> then you can move on to security. If not, then you're you, you're not passed out. You don't. Congratulations! Get you get to move on to security. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I won something. So. So, yeah. Why doesn't so, everybody it, just take some like ibuprofen before they, uh, you know, go to the park? Make sure no. they're. Mike, please don't give any ideas out. Right? Come on, Mike. Please. I don't want anybody's cooties in the park. So once you're through the little tent, then you go up to security, which, I mean, it took a pandemic for Disney to finally put in screeners and stop letting people rummage through our crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> took 30 seconds. Like, you just keep your backpack on, you keep your crap in the strollers, you just roll on through. You know, and if you look suspect or something, then they, you know, then they stop you. But um, I think there are... There's one silver lining. There you go. I think that's what I said. I was like, man, this is awesome. I think there is something that sets them off if there's certain things in your bags or whatever. Um, But, um, you know, they're just, I mean... They're, they kind of remind me of like old school airport screeners. You just walk through like a metal detector, but they're a little bit nicer. Um, so you go through security and then you go to up to the um, the ticket people and then you get the turnstiles. Um, there's no more fingerprint matched to your AP or, you know, or anything like that. They Literally the can't. most disgusting thing they ever put <laughs> into. Dave hated that. I know, right? <laughs> I um, hated that. So you just scan your magic banner ticket, and you know if you turn green, you, you go in, and then you're finally in the park. Now we didn't go at opening, so the whole thing from literally like parking my car to being in the gate took five minutes. You know, to being inside the park, it didn't take long at all. There's just a lot of little steps. Now. I'm just curious, like what you're, th- what you and your kids are thinking through all this. <laughs> um, well, see, we'd already been to the Springs a couple times, so we'd already been like temp checked and all so that you had stuff. To do so- all that, you have to do all that there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So, oh, we, you know, we had to do is check in our hotel. I mean, I, 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 I don't even know how many times I had my temperature checked in five days. Like a thousand. Like everywhere I went, I had to have my temperature checked. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I don't look. I don't know how accurate that is. You know, I feel like it's just a layer of people's own, like, personal security, like, saying, like, oh, these people don't have a temperature, they can come in kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, if you're asymptomatic, then you're not going to have a temperature. Then, so, yeah, that doesn't make any difference, right? Yeah. So that was kind of my thought. So I was kind of like, to me, like, the temp checks and all are nice, but I'm, I'm more worried about, like, can I wash my hands? Is everybody wearing their mask? Like, that's what I want to see. I don't, I don't really, I'm not too concerned with. You know, does somebody have a temperature of 100 right. when it's, you know, 1,000 degrees out? So. Okay. Mike, do you have any so questions? Go ahead. We're in the park. <laughs> yeah, Mike. no, let's go in the park. Go ahead. Okay, so we right. so we, we entered the park. Yeah. Masks um, on. Masks on, yeah. What's masks the on. What's the temperature in the air? <gasps> oh, my God. It's <laughs> terrible. It's the worst. First of all, I don't care what anybody says. That park is heated. For ambiance or something, because that park is always hotter. I don't care. They, they can lie to me all they want. That park is heated. I'm telling you right now. It is. Because I could be perfectly fine at Epcot and I go to Animal Kingdom and I'm like falling out without a mask. So, you know, that was a poor choice for me to pick that park. Um, it was hot. It's all in your but head. But it wasn't, it wasn't unbearable. <laughs> I guess that's the... It was about 106 without the humidity. Um, now, it's July. You know, we're there at 930 in the morning. So it's, you know, it's hot. It's humid. It's 100% humidity, 100 degrees out. Um, but I will say that, like, we took the mask off to take a drink. You don't notice that much of a difference if you have, like, a decent, thin, you know, not super heavy mask on you know, kind of thing. Um, so I think it depends on the mask you choose too. So that sort of helps. Right. So what was, the, what I would, was the, I would recommend that you go to T public and order uh, radio Harambe masks. That would be my recommendation. <laughs> All right. I'll get right on that. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, so what was the, you're walking around, uh, you know, you're walking into the park What's your game yeah. plan here? Like, what what, what oh, did you there what did you plan one. on doing? No, there wasn't one. No, so so I'm just walking, um, and we hit the um, you know we kind of go up the little path, and then we hit the um, the bridge before you head over to um, you know Discovery Island or whatever. And um, I hear like this weird music. And I'm like, oh, new music. But it's like the character cavalcade coming under the bridge. Um, because because that's the only way you can see characters in Animal Kingdom is on the Discovery River in pontoon boats. So right. um, it's kind of cute. I mean, you know, it made the kids smile. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, okay, all right. We're at Disney World now, you know, because you're like after like all the stress of getting in there and all the other stuff you have to do now to get in there and deal with it all. You're like, okay, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm here. So See, I would have thought the $120 for a ticket would have been like, okay, we're at Disney world now. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> it was, but I, you know, I just kind of let that go out of my head. I was like, whatever. Like that's your first clue. 
<laughs> do I, I want to pay $120 to have heat stroke today? I don't know, but let's see. Um, so the kids wanted to do the Wilderness Explorers, um, and I thought that would be a good thing to see how it was working because it's kind of like a basic yeah. interaction. Um, they, they are still exploring the wilderness over there. Um, the, um, the, there's like a table now between you and um, the Explorer Station, and there's markings on the ground. And then, of course, the cast members are in masks. And you still do the, you know, the Explorer um, pledge and all that stuff. And then you get your book and your pencils, just like you normally would. And then it's sort of the same thing throughout the park. So... Um, there are distance markers between the um, the explorer stands, like, you know, whatever you're learning about. So when we went over to Pandora, um, you know, the girl was there with all the stuff. And then there's markers on the ground so, to make sure that kids aren't standing on top of each other doing it. Um, so it's, you know, the kids in your group are doing it, not a whole bunch of kids at one time kind of thing. So it's a little more one-on-one. Um so that was fun because they're still doing that. Um, and then I have a stupid question for you. Yeah, there's no such thing. Uh, there, uh, no, there is. With yes, me, there, there is. is. Michael Tyson. That's that's All that's right. a, that's an incorrect. <laughs> well, you guys are brothers. That's why you say that. <gasps> are they all wearing? Are all the cast members wearing the same masks? Um. Are they all wearing? Uh, do they, are they? Do they match their you know, uniforms? Like part of the, uh... No. No. Some have on paper masks, some have on black masks, some have on a mask and a face shield. Um, I think that depends on how much contact they have with guests, with guests whether yeah. they have the face shield or not. Um, just an extra layer for them, I think, to, you know, if their mask were to slip or something, right. then they wouldn't have to freak out. Um, but no, I mean, everyone's in a mask um, and they all have different, you know, creative ways of keeping them off their ears, like uh, hidden paper clips in their hats and stuff like that to try to you right, know, right, ease right. them or like the ear savers behind them. But I mean, everyone is in a mask um, everywhere you go. So even is- um, executives walking around, picking up trash. Um, I will also say this. Um, many people I talked to over the course of my trip, um, you know, there, there's no college program. You know, the people that are picking up trash, the people that are wiping your table, the people that are um, putting you on dinosaur, they're not necessarily, you know, 18, 19 year old cast members. Um, There are people who work down the street in celebration and were told, if you want to get off furlough, you can go work at Animal Kingdom. Right. People who haven't worked in park in 20 years are now in attractions or dining or whatever. So, um, you know. I didn't I even think of that. Up. I didn't even think of that. I kind of opened up in saying, like, you know, when, when I wrote on my site about it was that, you know, these cast members, you know, the cast members at Disney are genuinely happy to be back at work in any capacity. And I, I mean that. Like, I really do mean that. Because, you know, it's not just kids, you know, picking up trash and right. doing all that stuff. Like, it's executives. It's it's blue badges. It's green badges. You know, they're not just walking around in, in their dress clothes, you know, seeing what's going on. They're really doing the work. So I think that that speaks a lot for them wanting to 
you know, bring the magic back to guests. Um, you know, I don't think it's a, yes, it's a money grab for anyone reopening right now, but I don't think that that's what it is. I think it's giving people a sense of normalcy in a very abnormal world right now. Um, for me, walking around the park for six hours felt like an escape from all the other crap going on. Really? Which, so it's so it was it was a positive. Very much so. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, I mean, cast members are happy to be there. That's they're great. you know they're nice. They're talkative. Um, it it kind of felt like the Disney I used to go to when I was a kid. Um, and I'm not that I'm only 42. So, you know, it, it, it's not that long ago that I was in Disney as a kid. So it, it felt like that. It felt like this escape from. We know what you're everything. talking about. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like this. Totally. Like, like I'm in Disney. Like this is a different vacation. This is a different place. And that's what it felt like to me. So, you know, what... yes, there's a lot of reminders of, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. in the world. Yes, we're wearing masks. But. Ultimately, that's not really what it was about. So what did you do? What was your day like? So, oh, so of course we started in Pandora because, you know, the kids want to ride Flight of Passage. I will say this. I've never done anything standby in Animal Kingdom. Not a single attraction. If I don't have a Fast Pass, I'm not doing it. Um, that's kind of my MO at Disney all the time, unless it's like, you know, the carousel or something like that. Um, but it was really nice to be able to actually enjoy all of the cues and really kind of look around and not have people breathing down your neck. Um, I know it stinks that these parks are not, you know, being filled, but for people who are paying that $120 or for AP holders who pay thousands of dollars a year, the experience right now is really kind of nice. I will say that. Great. It's nice to be able to kind of take it all in. Um, we were the only people walking around the Tree of Life. Like, we had it all to ourselves. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. So, I, I, I have a quick question for you, Jen. Did you have to wait for anything? Was there anything that was, like, I had a queue of, of any of any type? Um, no. Okay. Everything, every single thing was walk-on. Oh, you know what? Um, Navi River... Only because of the staggered way they have to seat the boats. Okay. Um, you know, because it's, you know, it's not a quick load and unload kind of ride. So 15 minutes, maybe posted was 20, you know. And but how do they keep your distance? In the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when, there's markers. To... There's okay. markers every six feet in the line. There's markers that go okay. all the way out from the entrance to Navi River to the bridge into Pandora from, um, from like Piffins and all that. Like it goes that far out. Like do not stand on top of people. Um, there's markers on the ground for photo pass, um, for snack stands, for quick services. Um, the same, I mean, everywhere there are six foot markers telling you, please wait here, please wait here. And from what I saw, everyone's following it. Are there people making sure that you are or no? Like guest cast members making sure that people are following those things? No, I wouldn't. No, no I didn't really see like any kind of like line police. Um, 
but I think that's a staffing thing. And I think honestly, if you can't follow the lines on the ground, then you just need to go. You need to get out. Like if you don't, if you don't know that you're going somewhere that is going to require you to stay six feet away from people, then just don't be there. It's pretty simple. I feel like um, I feel like if people if the crowds start to get better that there's going to start to be issues like that. So if they if there was like a merge spot, um, there was like a cast member. So outside of Navi River, when the line was coming out of the queue of the you know the standby queue, uh, there was a cast member out there telling people, you know, make sure you're you know staying six feet apart, that kind of thing, so you weren't standing on top of each other out in like the Pandora area. Um, so, I mean, there is that. They are still holding, you know, the 20 minute wait from here, or 10 minute, you know, those types of signs that tell you here's the end right. of the line yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then they're, you know, telling you to follow directions on the ground. For the attractions that have um, like closed boarding areas. So like flight of passage, when you kind of get in that little tunnel before you go into the room, or um, for the safari before you actually board, there's plexiglass up. So it's kind of tight if you're a little claustrophobic because those mm. those rails are already pretty close together. I mean, they're what, like three or four feet? They're definitely not six feet apart. Um, so there's plexiglass now that goes about four feet above your head, um, keeping you from you know, being able to come in close contact to the right or left of you. Um, I didn't get on Cali River, but the kids said that that was the only place where people weren't distancing and everyone kept moving in like the, you know, in the queue. Sort of, yeah. Like they weren't like every queue we were in, we would kind of keep rolling. But then if you got kind of backed up, you just back up off of people and just kind of wait until it was, you know, until you could kind of distance yourself a little more again. Right. Um, you know, I told the kids we're all going to get there in the end, so there's no there's no reason to rush. Like that's the mentality you have to have. You're not going to get on the ride any faster. There's still people in front of you, and I think that's just a theme park mentality in general. Is just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, because mm-hmm. you want to be considerate of people waiting in line, but you can't keep moving forward right now. You have to just, you know, kind of pace yourself. So, um, so, so you finish up at Pandora. Yeah. And you uh, head to? Uh, Asia. They wanted to ride Everest. Um, it's dead. And they're, they they're seating like every other <laughs> row or something like that, right? Uh, so if you're not in the same, if you're in the same party, so the girls and I, it was three of us. So they were in the very back of the train. I was in front of them. Now, if I wasn't with them, the one in front of them wouldn't have been sat. Okay. Right. So it's okay if like my mask slides off and I spit all over my kids, but it's not okay if someone else's does. It's I don't know. Totally understandable. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't understand the mentality. And then I think after I think they said it was five trains and then they spray it down with disinfectant and then they send the train through to dry. And then it comes wow. back. I think after every five runs, two trains, there's two trains running at a time. So after every fifth, they spray it down, but they do wipe the handlebars. 
You know, you'd go crazy trying to figure all this stuff out because, I mean, they're working, they're still, still months later, we're working with very little information about this stuff. And and I, they're doing the best they can. I mean, yeah. You know, I really, I really feel that they are. I mean, the fact that they're even going through the through the rigmarole of doing all that is, no, you know, the um, so the there is sanitizer everywhere. Um, <laughs> before you, as you walk into an attraction, as you get off an attraction, there's hand hand washing stations. Um, you know where there's not a bathroom close by. Um, there's like those little um, like you see them at concerts, those little portable sinks. Yeah. Um, or you just kind of pump it with your foot. So those are out and about. Um, so I just told the kids, like, sanitize when you get off the ride. That's all you can do. You know, just wash your hands when you get off the ride. Right. And don't touch your face. I don't know. That's the rules, I think. So. Yeah. And if you have a <laughs> but, mask on, you're not touching your face. So. Yeah. So. Um, so you're so yeah, riding so- you're riding Everest and Flight uh-huh. of Passage with the mask on? Yes. You cannot. there Unless you're eating. Or in a relaxation station at Disney, you cannot take your mask off in the park. Okay. Um, they they've gotten to the point where they're hold they will not load your photo pass photos um, or your attraction photos onto your Magic Band or your photo pass account if you have your mask off. <laughs> wow. So you can try to take it off all you want on a ride, but you're not going to get your photos if you want them. So there's no reason so, to, other than being belligerent. I mean, honestly, it was. I, I was like, "Why? I don't want to keep taking it off and putting it back on and taking it off, put it back. That's stupid." So um, we just kept them on. I mean, they were fine. Yeah, kind of air, airs it out a little on the rides. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. So, so you went on Everest. Did you go on the safari? So, so hang on. So it's eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay. In July. <laughs> at Animal Kingdom. And they got to stay on and ride two more times. Nice. Like, you don't even have to get off. In the back row. If there's no one waiting. Wow. That's That's fun. Like, that's what we're looking at. So so it's very comparable to... That says it all right there. An after-hours event where, yes, you kind of have these attractions to yourself. Yeah. Um, But then there's just that eerie reminder that, like, this is not normal. You know? Like shouldn't be like this um i never go in july you know i have a very strict like memorial day through labor day disney blackout time frame because of the heat and the crowds i just i never go that time of year um and and to kind of go and experience this was a little surreal and kind of strange um but yeah so um oh cali river rapids like the big um like the big boomers are off like the big water cannons those are off so you don't get soaked. You just get splashed. So it's okay. Kinda, huh. Yeah. Again, that's to keep your mask on um, because oh, all right. if you were to get soaked, then you'd have to take it off um, because you can't, you know, like get doused with water and try to breathe through your mask. Um, so that was, that was that. And like all of the, um, like, uh, Pangani and grills, they're all open. Like you can go through all of that. Again, there's distancing throughout. Um, you know, just don't stand on top of people. But I mean, for me, it, aside from there being nobody there, 
Animal Kingdom was very functional. It was very much up and running. Um, you know, no Festival of the Lion King, uh, you know, no character meet and greets, but you had the cavalcades. So, I mean, no there were like, li- there were like little, yeah, no Nemo. So like, there were like little things, but it really wasn't like, you know, a disappointment. So no Doug, um, no Doug on the up show. I know, no Doug, no Doug or Russell anywhere. <laughs> um, we did a safari again, five minute wait, um, walked on. I think, I think it's only says five minutes cause it takes so long to get there. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only reason why there's ever a wait posted because that's probably what it took us to get to Everest, uh, flight of passage and the yeah. safari. And, and I've heard it never says zero minutes. No. So, and I've heard um, that the safari queue and trucks are, have really broken the plexiglass budget for, uh, Disney as far as what they've done with, you know, the distancing measures there for loading the trucks and riding the trucks. So, and all yeah. that. so the there's plexiglass, like when you're standing there waiting to load, which is, you know, common throughout the park and all of those load areas where you're close to people. Right. Um, but then there's like these um, plastic kind of uh, not like a shower curtain, but like a vinyl divider between every row on the safari. Um, to me, I felt like that was a little much. Um, if I'm on there with my mask on, why do I also need this divider between me and the people behind me? Yeah. Well, you know, again, like, yeah. Like, so, and it also made it really stuffy. I know that sounds stupid, but there's like no airflow at all. Um, so it's yeah. like, you know, you're just kind of like trapped in this little, uh, plastic kind of thing. It's really strange. I'm sure you've seen pictures, but it was very awkward to me, like to see it because normally you can like turn around and see what's, you know, over your shoulder or whatever, but nope, you're just going to hit plastic, your camera or face. So if it's not directly out your left or right, um, you know, that's, that's what you're going to see because otherwise you're going to be seeing through this like blurred vinyl kind of stuff. Um, And it moves. And you have to keep your mask on, so I'm not really sure what the purpose, again, of that extra layer on the... Like, they're not on every other attraction, so I'm not sure why they're they're on that. You know, they're not on, like, Small World or, you know, all the other ones that fit a lot of people. So, I mean, they could just do every other row and not have it. Sure. It just felt very closed. Okay, so you you did the safari. Did you have something to eat? Did you have lunch or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had lunch at Flame Tree um, because uh, it has the most outdoor seating. Um, right. No, I'm not really too worried about all that stuff. I know that sounds terrible to say, but um, I'll eat indoors right now. It doesn't bother me at all. But um, like Yak and Yeti and Tiffins, they were all full for the day. So, I mean, that's good. Um, wow. I don't, know how many, I don't know how many reservations they have open because they're both small restaurants, but they were both full for the day. Um so we did flame tree all the, so all quick service now is mobile ordering. You cannot walk up and just order. So you could walk up at like the yak and yeti quick serve, like egg roll stand and like the, um, like the honey chicken and all. Uh-huh. So that didn't have mobile ordering. So you could walk up and order from there, but you could not walk up to like uh flame tree 
or Restaurantsaurus or Satuli Canteen. So any of the larger quick serve, you have to do mobile ordering. Okay. Um, which was pretty easy. I just pulled up my Disney experience. You choose your window when you're going to show up. So you can say now, you can say 45 minutes from now, you can say two hours from now. Um, and then you place your order. And then once you get there, you say, I'm here. And they start processing your order. And then about five minutes, somebody walked me up to the window. There's now plexiglass up on all the windows. Um, just enough to kind of put your food underneath and hand it to you. So there's no more like face to face with, um, right. with them um, when you're picking up your food. Um, so that's kind of, you know, strange. I would say it was a little hard to be able to just get a water. Like, to you know, because you can normally always just walk up to quick serve and just ask for a water. Um, but now with them kind of doing away with lines and like walk up, uh, it's, you know, finding a water is a little tough. Now they do have the water bottle refill stations open right. at Animal Kingdom. Um, but I didn't see a lot of people using them. I don't know if they're thinking like, well, who knows where this person's water bottle's been? So why do I want to put mine on there kind of thing? Sure. Like kind of like a, you know, like a, a water fountain. Um, all the water fountains are open too, which I thought, well, that's strange. But then I thought, well, I guess you can't catch it that way or so they say, but who knows? No, it's So strange. I would say, you know, it's not inconvenient, um, but it takes a little more effort to uh you know to be like oh we're gonna go eat um <laughs> instead of just walking up there and saying oh we're gonna eat um they have less condiments and um things out but like once you walk away um you know everything's kind of in one place and or you have to ask for it you know so, you know, if you need ketchup and all that kind of stuff, you need to ask for it. Everything. And I guess this is why, you know, once you realize what they're spending, um, it's not so bad thinking about the cost of your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is single serve. Yeah. Ketchup, mustard. Um, everything is paper or plastic or, you know, so... It, it's not the same. You're not going to walk up to, um, you know, the ketchup pump and pump all your ketchup and you're not going to walk into um, uh, Pegos Bills to the condiment station anymore. Like that's none of that exists. You have to ask for everything or just go take a handful from somewhere. So. Okay. So did um, you, did you do any other attractions? We did dinosaur. What was that like? It was fine. They didn't, they that's what you don't get. So they don't have like those plexiglass things up on dinosaur, but they do have them up on the safari. Well, huh. I'm still in like a, a car with a bunch of people. So they loaded everybody into the car as normal. Every other, every other row, every other row. So, so that's five rows. So you got three rows of people front, middle, back. Right. Um, um, so that was fine. I mean, there's no pre, there's no pre-show. There is a pre-show at Flight of Passage. There's not a pre-show at Dinosaur. Oh, okay. It's just kind of, 
it's open with like um it looks like caution black and white caution tape all over the floor um telling you where to stand and where not to stand so right. people are strategically kind of you know so like seeker comes up but it's not like you're closed in there you you keep moving um and um you know that's i guess that's how um yeah. they kind of cut back on on that but there is still the pre-show for flight of passage so it's only two well for us it was two families so it's only like however many cuz that's a row. small space yeah so is. there's like a one by the door and then like where you're going to get on the the banshee thing and then one back like 6 feet behind so instead of getting 10 or 12 people into that space there's only you know uh 8 or 6 or I think there were seven of us maybe one family of four and then us three and we were each in our own little you know how there's two screens and they're split yeah 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 so that's kind of how they do that they're counting everybody wow um you know so it's not like oh we're a family of four okay mom you can go with that stranger family and you know you can go with it they're not splitting up families at all like if you're together you're together and you're not riding with other people anymore okay so a lot of single riders for coasters and things like that now where normally it'd be like, oh, two, okay, go, you know, it's not like that. So it sounds to me like um, even though you said it was a positive experience overall, and, and and that certainly makes sense, it sounds to me like the reminders are everywhere. Oh, yeah. We're a, I mean, that we're in a different world here. Oh, my goodness, yes, very much so. Um, you You're not getting a lot of, like, face-to-face with cast members. There's plexiglass in the gift shops. There's plexiglass in dining. There's um, plexiglass in, you know, the beer carts and the snack carts. Um, you know, it's, you're, you feel like you're kind of like yelling at people um, to, um, yeah, to tell no. them what, what you want. You know, it's like, I, you know, Maddie got a Dole Whip in Harambe and was like, Dole Whip, like screaming at the guy because he's like, what do you want? <laughs> he's like, right. I told her never take her mask down. So she's like, I can't pull my mask down to tell him what I want. But he's looking at me like, what? So it gets a little frustrating um, because the it's hard to communicate. And I will say one thing. So there's a lot of signs for cashless transactions. Um, they prefer the cashless transactions just so there's not a lot of hand touching and like money they're not telling you you cannot pay with cash. Um, I think a lot of people are reading that wrong. I think they're just trying to cut down on hand-to-hand contact right. in, a, in every way possible. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, we can't use money anymore in Disney. You know, that's all the kids brought. They're 11 years old. Right. You know, yes, yes, they use their cash in the Disney store and stuff. Um, but then everybody washed their hands afterwards kind of thing. You know, just right. like we do at home. So it's not that they're saying like we're a cashless society now at Disney. I think a lot of people are freaking out and thinking that it's just them cutting down on hand to hand contact as much as possible and keeping everybody safe. So um, there are definitely a lot of reminders. Um, And then, oh, there are places you can relax and take off your mask. Um, So in Animal Kingdom, there's two relaxation stations. Um, there's one at Pete Safari. So Pete Safari is not open for dining at all um, because it is a relaxation station. So there's 
uh, seating outside covered and they're seating inside in the air conditioning. You don't have to be drinking or eating anything. You just have to be seated at a table and you can take your mask off and relax. Um, the other one is that um, upcountry landing in Asia, right by the um, right by the um, birds of flight show. You know, the drink, right, right, right. Yeah. Across from so, the entrance to there. Yes. So um, that's a really good spot actually to see the, um, the like the parade of characters come by. Oh, yeah. Because they come by pretty close to that spot. Um, so if you wanted to like take a break, I want to say they come around like every four minutes. It's oh, pretty it's that, I was just going to ask you that. They come around it's a lot? Very, yes, it's very continual. So the way there's four of them and the way they're staggered is that um, there's one in there's one in like the Rivers of Light Stadium. There's one over by the Discovery Island Bridge. There's one over near Harambe. And then there's one over by upcountry landing. So there's like four of them in a continual rotation that kind of just keep going. So at any given time, those are the four places where you can stand and see them. Different characters um, in each of the four? Yeah. So you have Miko and Pocahontas, um, Goofy, Chippendale, Launchpad, Daisy, and Donald. And I don't know who the fourth one was. Sorry, we didn't see that one. So I don't know who I, was in that one. there's no Mickey. Well, that's incredible. I don't think. And all the even the meet and yeah. greet, like uh, the the specific ones, like the one for Mickey and Minnie, that's closed. Yep, there are no <laughs> there are no characters at all to meet anywhere hmm. in any park. Doesn't matter where you go. Every park has a different. Um, yeah kind of um cavalcade or whatever they're calling it right um they're they're like a like a processional or um the one in epcot goes around world showcase the one um at the studios is i think a lot of pixar maybe not sure but um you cannot stop they they don't even really want you stopping to to watch it um they just kind of want you to just wave as it goes by. Yeah, which is what we did. You right. know, kind of wave and and they're, you know, there's music playing and they're very um you know, animated and kind of fun. Um I will say that anybody that enjoys the uh uh dinosaur area of Animal Kingdom is going to be disappointed. Um because there's not a lot happening over there right now. Well, yeah. The only um, thing open is um, Triceratops spin. Right, because the boneyard's closed, right? Yeah, the boneyard's closed because, well, there's no way to distance toddlers. And right. then Primeval World just looks like a sad carnival attraction. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you have it's anything? It's very sad. It's like they couldn't even put, like, like walls up or anything. Like, it just looks like this abandoned <laughs> ride. It's really, I'm like, this is not very Disney-like. And the... I had a feeling that we weren't going to be seeing it again because the cars were already off of it when I was there before they announced it. Yeah, it looks like a boardwalk attraction in the middle of January. It does. January. It does. It really does. Like it's yeah. very sad. Like I was like, this is weird. Like that whole area. Like that's a whole other episode. But that whole area could use a whole new whatever something. Now, Mike, do you have anything you want to uh, mention before I have? I have a couple questions I want to close out with here, but 
Uh, I'm assuming there's no entertainment. In other words, Tam Tam drummers, Viva Gaia, they're not playing. And I, I imagine you didn't see winged encounters either. So there was no entertainment when we were there. I have seen other people who've seen entertainment, um, but there was none when we were there. We were there for six hours, okay. and we didn't um, we didn't see anything that would anything that I think draws a crowd is frowned upon right now. You know, I think it's just not happening. Um, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, there was nothing. It was attractions and dining, and then. You know, of course, you could go out to, um, you know, Discovery um, Island and walk around and um, uh, explore. You could do, um, you could go in all the, you know, all the animal encounters were open. You could go in all of them. Um, but as far as actual, like, entertainment, um, no, there was, there was no. Uh, before we let you go, Jen, um, and I want to wrap this up, but uh, I have so many questions. Um, it's fine. All you did was the Animal Kingdom, or did you do another park? Nope, just Animal Kingdom. That was based on what other people were telling me about Magic Kingdom. And what um, do you mean by that? There wasn't as much open. There wasn't as much offered. Um, they were waiting in long lines just to get a water at the Main Street Bakery because there were no carts with water or ice cream or anything wow. um, like that when they went. Um, and they had just gone on Saturday and this was only three days later. So I can't imagine that that many surveys went out asking people what they thought was right, missing. Right, right, right. Um, so um, that was why we decided to go to Animal Kingdom because yeah. I felt like for the experience, um, the amount of attractions that were open and just an, like the overall feel that, that that would be the best park for yeah, me. Yeah, bang for your buck, too. Uh, you know. Um, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the kids rode Flight of Passage multiple times, Everest multiple yeah, times. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there was just, like, no stopping them. So you never get to do that. Um, how was your experience at Disney Springs? Um, it was good. Again, you have to get your temp checked. Um, and, you know, every time you enter... Um, so they so they the, must have like entrances sort of cordoned off because there's yeah, entrances so, all over the place there. Yeah. So our hotel has a direct walkway to the Springs. It's the closest one to the Springs. So we just go like literally over the road and we're there. So at the bottom of the stairs from any Disney Springs hotel, there's a um, there's a tent and it's it's blocked off in a way that everyone has to go through the tent. Through the yeah. Tent. So they have like those. um there's like metal kind of gauges, not gauges, but like the yeah, you know, think the stanchions up mm -hmm. that kind of guide everyone into the same place. Um, so you get your temp checked. So there's one at every. So we walked in. So for us, that's how we were done. In the garages, it's before you even go down the escalators. So oh. as you. When you park in the garage, you walk towards the escalators or the elevators, and they're there before you even enter down into the springs. So before you touch anything in the springs, you get your temp checked. Um, there's So they're in the garages, not in at the bottom of the stairs. They're only at the bottom of the stairs on the west end and the marketplace end, where 
the West End has that one open lot down by Cirque, and then the Marketplace has the Disney right. Springs Hotel um, walkway. So those two are the only entrances that they're actually right there at the bottom of the stairs. The other ones are up in the garage. So, and depending on um, what's going on, the um, not all the garages are open. So, right. you know, you could get there and you might have to park in orange. Even if you're going to marketplace, you still have to park in, you know, you still have to park down in orange over by planet Hollywood because you can't park in line. So, you know, what were the crowds kinda, like? So it, so we arrived on Saturday. I will say Saturday and Sunday, they were higher. Um, now the parks did open that weekend. Um, the, you know, it was the weekend. So, you know, it's always higher. The problem is with the Springs, and I think people need to keep this in mind. The Springs is not where you're going after you finish the park at six o'clock. And you're going to go there and have dinner and shop until midnight. All of the non-owned Disney stores close at 8 p.m. Um, some close at seven. So some people might just be getting there for dinner. And half the stores are already shut down. Right. Um, a lot of the stores that are like in those little carts aren't even open yet. Like the little, um, like the hammock store and like, like the little stores like that, that are the standalone type carts. Um, they're not all opened yet. The, there's still Disney owned stores. So we're talking Marvel, World of Disney. Right. Star Wars, um, Trendy, Mark, you know, Co-op, all of those close at 10 or 11, depending on the night. Um, and okay. there's, there's, uh, if, if a store has one entrance, there's one way in and one way out. If a store has more than, you know, so like World of Disney has multiple right. entrances. So there's only one entrance. You can leave any door that's not an entrance, you can use as an exit. Okay. But you can only enter through one door because that's where they're counting everything. Okay, I see. Um, and that's for every store. Every store, whether it's owned by Disney or not, is counting everyone that comes in. Um, so there is capacity in the stores. Um, we never, we were never turned away. Uh, we went on a Saturday night, a Sunday night, a Monday night. Um, we saw all different crowds. Um, and the uh, like sprinkles, you can't walk in and get a cupcake. You have to use their mobile ordering. Um, most of the quick serve, if it's open at the Springs, is encouraging that you order online. Um, and again, that's kind of tricky because they're not all Disney properties. So they're not all um, in my Disney experience. You have to actually go to their website and like place your order and then right. go get it. Um we dined at Wolfgang, Planet Hollywood, and um, Paradiso and Boathouse. Right. And I would say the place I felt least safe was Boathouse. Um, it was very crowded. The, uh, the other restaurants felt um, very open, um, very spread out. Boathouse didn't feel that way at all. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. Um, 
but I mean, I guess if there's whatever their capacity is, I guess if they're only seating that, then you can't really say much. Um, who knows? But, yeah. So the Springs has a ton of signage, you know, uh, when you're crossing the bridges, it shows traffic, you know, go this way. If you're on this side, this way, if you're on the other side, again, hand sanitizer everywhere, you know, mask enforcement, but it's, it's a very, um, open space. Yeah. So it's really hard not to bob and weave. I never felt uncomfortable. Everyone around me had on a mask. I had on a mask. I didn't feel any less comfortable there than I did going to the grocery store. Um, and most people, again, were trying to follow, you know, the guidelines and the rules and stuff. But there, there are certain areas, especially around like Lego and World of Disney, where it gets a little narrow. Um, and so you are a little close. But right. it didn't really bother me. Um, I felt safe. But again, people, if, if you're going to the Springs, you cannot show up at like 7 o'clock and expect to just find somewhere to eat and hang out and have drinks for the night. Okay. None of the bars are open as as bars. You have to actually sit down and get a meal in order to right. be served. You cannot just go to the bar. Yeah, that's um, a rule in a lot of states. Yeah. Jock Lindsay's was open, which surprised me. It opened while we were there, like the second day. Um, and that kind of surprised me because I thought, like, the rule was, you know, you had to serve 50% food. Um I didn't know they served that much food there, but maybe they do. I think it's I think it's since reclosed. Yeah. So a lot of um places have just very limited hours, like twelve to eight, eleven to seven. So I would say that people need to plan before they go to the springs because I think that everyone visiting Disney right now is not a first time visitor. Um and so the Disney vacation that you're that you are used to doing in your mind you know, because that's the way you've done it for the past five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, is not the Disney vacation that you're going to have. You're going to have to be patient. Um, you're going to have to be um, kind. You're going to have to just be in a very different headspace than you normally are. You know, you're not going to like go, 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 go. Like that's, It's not the kind of vacation you're having. Um not everything is open. Not everything is open in the resorts. Not everything is open in the springs. Not everything is open in the parks. Um, part of it's staffing. Part of it's contracts. You know, there's a lot of variables that go into those parks. But it sounds um, like it sounds like now the trade-off is that you're getting more of the park to yourself. You may have some things yeah. that aren't there, but it, it sounds to me just from listening to you talk that it's almost a fair deal, you know, a fair trade and all things considered. I think you need to go into it with the mentality of, okay, everything I usually do is not going to happen, but I'm going to really embrace what I can do. Um, right. You know, and I think you're going to walk away feeling satisfied, but I think if you are going to go there and just complain about everything that's not open, then you should just stay home because... <laughs> Yeah, that's just not what it's about right now. It's you know, not but if help. you yeah, if you want to go and you want to feel safe and you want to feel like you have a park to yourself, um, then I would absolutely suggest Animal Kingdom. Um, I would suggest Magic Kingdom. Um, pro- that would probably be my top two choices based upon feedback from a lot of people out of the four parks and then my own experience at Animal Kingdom. I felt. 
I did not feel robbed that I spent $120 um, per person to go at all. I didn't feel like, oh, I wasted my day to see, you know, some gorillas and monkeys. I mean, that's great, Jenna. That sounds a lot better than I thought this conversation was going to make it sound. No, it was a good experience. It was a very good experience. Good. Mike, anything before we go? No, I don't think so. I think they should, we pretty much covered everything. Jen, plugs. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at journeyswithjen.com, or you can find me at um, Mouse Fan Travel. And if you want to go to Disney or anywhere else, just shoot me an email and I'll take care of you. Believe me, folks, she knows what she's doing and she's good at it. We've used her for things beyond Disney uh, <laughs> with yeah. With much success. Um, and this leads me to this, Jen, before I go. I mean, yeah. how is this business hanging on? I mean. Uh, it's bad. I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Um, so my my agency owner um, had bought the agency just before 9-11. And, wow. you know, they made, they made it through. And it took like, I want to say she said it took like 18 months or so to kind of get back to the volume that they were pre 9-11. Um, right. All of the meetings I sit in, all of the webinars, all of the trainings, all the classes, no one has a clue. Um, the cruise industry, I mean, I mean, you know, Dave, like it's decimated. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know they're going to rebound. Um, they're already talking about 60% capacity uh, no self-serve buffets like you'll be you just tell them what you want and you'll be served um right. you know kind of changing the way you cruise uh i'm not mad at 60 percent capacity on a ship personally i hear you, I hear you. yeah but, no, um, you're right yeah but i think that um travel in general has changed immense and that's part of the reason why i traveled um people were like oh my gosh you're going to florida like you're gonna die okay i've been home for three weeks i'm perfectly fine right Granted, I'm not high risk. Uh, I also didn't leave the bubble. I stayed in a very small um, bubble that is highly sanitized, highly, you know, like making sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I felt perfectly safe at BWI Airport out of Baltimore. I did not feel as good at MCO. Okay. Um, sadly. Um, and so when we were in the security line, uh, there were people without masks on. So I asked, Great. I loudly asked, um, you know, the, the security, why don't they have to wear a mask? What's the deal? And he said, well, they're encouraged here. They're not required. I said, it's an orange County mandate. I don't understand. And he said, only for residents of orange County. That's not true. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I don't think that's right. No, it's I not. I think everyone. Yeah, so, no, it's not true. <laughs> so that was, yeah, so that was number one um, at MCO. So the couple right in front of us. And I kept saying to the kids, stand back. They're not wearing masks. Like, I was literally, like, mask shaming these 30-year-old adults <laughs> in front of the kids. Good for you, so, Jen. Good for you. Because these, I'm here with two 11 year old kids who are, have been wearing their masks for five days straight in hundred degree heat at theme parks, and they're perfectly fine. Like, why can't you just wear the damn thing? 
Um, and then um, it says to stay six feet. The markings are not on the ground. So I guess if it's not on the ground, people don't understand it. It's up on the side of you where like the. Um, oh, God. The secu- like up on the thing where you, like the bob and weave kind of thing. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but yeah. they're, they're up there up high. And it's in blue. And it says it on there like six feet. So you're supposed to stand within each blue section, each family. But no, people were on top of you. So then, of course, I'm like putting my carry-ons like way out and like basically blocking my whole family out. Um, and then we saw associates serving food without their masks up over their noses. Um, the APM that takes you from your terminal, there's no distancing unless you do it yourself. Um, so I think that the airports have a ways to go. Uh, like I said, BWI, totally compliant. Everyone wearing their masks from the minute they walked in through their entire flight. And it felt completely different in Orlando. So that was wow. kind of disappointing. I mean, all the places I went, I went to numerous places. And the place I felt least safe was, was in MCO. Wow. So, you know, it doesn't mean I won't fly. Um because I do think that when people need, want to travel again, I think we do need to travel again. Um, oh, I need to travel again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think this is a normal way to live. No. So I think that people need to kind of embrace a new normal, follow the rules so that we can. And we right. can't, you know, we can't do another lockdown. Like, like no one can do another lockdown. But, I mean, the travel industry... We really need people traveling again. Like, yeah. And I have a lot of travel, a lot of people, you know, looking to 2021, feeling very positive about it. Good. Um, you know, every, I think everyone from this year moved to next year. But, um, you know, it's hard. What, like, the seeing the numbers is hard. And going to hotels and seeing, like, Empty. you know, vacancy every... Yeah where you go is crazy. Like, I mean, I do a lot of day trips to like, you know, Gettysburg or Lancaster or whatever, cause right. I'm kind of centrally located. And I mean, everywhere has vacancy right now, right. everywhere. You can go anywhere for a weekend away for like nothing. So, yeah, you know, but. Well, know. it is what it is. I guess we'll move ahead yep. with that. Uh, Mike, uh, what do we got to plug? Uh, you already plugged the masks. T Public, <laughs> you know, go to our store on T Public. Uh, Safari underscore Mike on Instagram, or Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram. At Jumbo Everyone on Twitter. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm at Radio Harambe <laughs> at Twitter. Though, if you want to really get an answer, go through Mike. Um, I didn't we, include that because you're never on there. We did get a couple of questions uh, via emails. Mike and I will talk about those in the days to come, uh, or in the podcast to come. So for Jan Green. Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. Thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who, who, who?